glad you're here with us today. We are coming live to you from Grapevine, Texas for Cove Ladies Retreat. Say hello. Hey. We have our panel. I'm going to turn it around so you can see our audience. Everyone wave. Awesome. So we're here live for you. I'm going to sit down. Miss Crystal Lofton is going to be our moderator of questions. So if you're on, tell us hello. Hey, Natalie. Tell us hello, and let's make sure that we can actually... Uh, you know what? You Kelsey can hear us. Kelsey could join the broadcast. Kelsey could probably call. She, she, you could she would be live with Natalie. So, Natalie, if uh, Kelsey's in there and she wants to join the broadcast, so tell her to, to join it and I will accept her. Yeah, hey, Miss Nancy Whitehead. Aww. Okay. All right. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. That's okay. all I got. So the first question is for Sharon and Mandy. Mandy. Explain modest dress attire for someone wanting to teach their daughter or someone coming from the current culture. Do we go first? Yeah. Um, I can I can talk about having a daughter. So I have an 11 year old, and so uh, Kayla and I took our daughters to a True Girl um, show, and they taught them to do the mirror test. So you sit down uh, in front of a mirror and cross your legs, and if you can see your panties, your shorts are too short. If you bend over and you can see boobs, <laughs> your short is too low. Your shirt's too low. Um, so I think that that's real important to teach them how to recognize when their clothes are not modest. Um, and then I just I taught my daughter whenever I had to talk with her last summer that um, just that her body is a gift. It's the only gift that she gets to give to her husband. And it's so important that she saves that gift for her husband. So, so I have a young adult daughter and that has been a topic in our home as well. So me as an adult, I lived in the world and I didn't always dress the way that I should. And so I had to teach my daughter the type of attention that you are drawing that you do not want to receive. Um, so that was one of the big things. Um, there were power struggles, but I continued to talk to her, instruct her, and um, she now dresses modestly. Just continue teaching your daughters the right way to go. That's great. Let me interject here. Um, Mandy, yeah. since you were taking it from the adult standpoint, so what do you call modest? Coming from the world and then with your current conviction, what would you call modest as a kingdom woman? So modesty to me in clothing is completely being covered up. So kind of like what Sharon was saying, if you have body parts that are showing, um, that is not modesty. So anything tight, that's revealing anything too short, um, you know, anything low cut, um, I would say would not be modest. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna interject also. I'm probably gonna do it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> my mom, um, I've heard my mom say that for an adult, if you would not want a grown man looking at your daughter um, like that, then you don't dress like that yourself. So yeah. if you wouldn't want a 50-year-old looking at your daughter, your 13-year-old daughter like that, then understand that that's not how you dress either because it's 
it's your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so it's it's just um, it's actually respect for yourself. But the culture teaches something so different. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. The next question is for Kayla. What is your go to Sunday meal? Well, we started um, having Sunday lunches in 2020 um, during COVID because we couldn't be around our family, and we just made that a special time. And um, so any meal with your family is the best meal. Um, Our go-to whenever um, quick and easy is sandwich Sunday. Any other week, I'll put the meal on before we go to church, lower the temperature, and then it's ready whenever we come home. Mom's like, fend for yourself, then take a nap. All right. The next one is for Brittany. Uh, what's your funniest retreat experience? <laughs> I forgot about this. Okay. <laughs> I forgot I signed up for that one. Okay, so the one of the funnest retreat experiences, probably that it wasn't even mine. It was everybody else's around me. Um, I was very, very pregnant with my third baby in 2016, and I was going to have him in like six weeks. And so I decided that I wasn't going to be around any husbands or any men. I was with my girls. I was with my sisters. And I brought a big, bright, Gatorade-colored blue bikini. <laughs> and I wore it. And I sat on the side of the hot tub. And I couldn't get in because the water was too cold and then the water was too hot. But I could put my feet in. And I just sat up there. And it was like just yeah. belly. Just <laughs> all just belly. And I was laughing, having a good time. And I, who was it that pointed it out? They were like, my gosh, you just... And then it it got worse, and so it just and and so then after that, that bikini um, got worn like at home, and it got a nickname, and it's called Big Blue. I don't have it anymore because <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the big big bikini because I was real real pregnant, and like my, I have a picture of my daughter somewhere that she has the top, and it's like wrapped around the head. <laughs> <laughs> So that, that started a whole thing. So that's that was pretty fun. Everybody else enjoyed it. <laughs> so the next one is for uh, for Mandy. Let's see how to serve when you don't know where to start. So I would highly suggest looking around at your church to see who is actively serving and go speak to them. So if you see. Or if you have a department that you are feeling led to serve in, go talk to one of the leaders in that department and see if they have um, a place for you to serve there. Yeah. Speaking from a pastor, you also can do this. You just see somebody serving in that department. You just say, hey, how'd you get connected in this? Like, how did you become, how how did you get involved in the Cove Cafe? And they may not be the leader, but they they did it. So, um, and and test things out, even if you're not good. I have worked in the nursery. I have served on the janitorial department. I have done children's ministry. I mean, just trial and error. Just plug in. 
look to see somebody it looks like they're having fun then yeah. say hey what do you think about this how how did you do this and I do want to say especially if you have kids kids love the feeling they get when their parents serve because it gives the kids a sense of my like this is my place this is my house my parents have they have responsibility so and you'll be blessed when you serve and plug in for a welcome team. We have a great time. So if anyone needs a welcome team, spot to plug in. Plug in. Just call me. Just call me. Just call me. All right. The next one is for uh, Bree and Lexi. How do you discern God's voice versus Satan's or yourself? Lexi? You want me to go first? Okay. Well, God will never contradict himself. And so if, if, it's from the Lord. It will always line up to his word. So if it does not line up to his word, it is not from the Lord. He never can um, contradict. I might not have said the right word. He'll never contradict himself. So um, the Lord's word will, to you will always line up with his written word. Then at, when it comes to yourself, I have been taught this because a lot of times... Um, you can be overzealous and you want to speak really quick for the Lord. If it's to your benefit at the expense of somebody else, mm -hmm. it's you. It's not God. Because God is not going to give you direction at someone else's expense. He'll, he will say, forgive your enemy. He will say, love your enemy so if you feel like um, oh I've heard from the Lord and the Lord is telling me that I can if it's against his word that's the enemy but if it's to your benefit and somebody else's expense it's you it's it's your selfishness so to add on to that um, something specific um, like if you're hearing lies from the enemy and you're not sure if that's actually you or if that's from the enemy or if that's the truth you can always look at the beginning in Genesis where when God created everything when he was completed with what he was creating he said that it was good so if you're not feeling good about yourself know that God's not done with the season that you're in with your life if um, you are questioning whether or not you're in the area you're supposed to be in realize if you're not feeling good about it push through because yes. God says at the end of every day when he finished creating what he created he said yeah. it is good and we know that he is a that he always finishes what he starts so if you're battling in the season of discouragement um, I know that's something specific for this topic but God says that it's good whenever he's finished with it so keep fighting and um, know that the enemy wants to stop you mm -hmm. because he knows that if he can stop you then you're not going to be able to produce what God wants to produce through you this is uh, Kayla and Brittany. Best, best advice you've ever received. Okay. Uh, did it the same. Okay. Go, Kayla. Go. So much um, the best advice I got whenever um, Matt and I got married was that if you're in an argument and you can't come to an agreement, ask yourself, is this going to matter in six months? Mm -hmm. If it's not going to matter in six months, drop it. 
it's that not worth it. If it is going to matter in six months, don't fight about it. Discuss it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, okay, so um, the best advice that I've ever received um, was, it was just like a revelation, really. Um, I went through a pretty rough time in my life, and um, I would just fake things with everybody around me. And I was very good at convincing people that everything was fine, everything was good. And then I did the same thing with God. And it was real dumb. I would, it was, you know, you can't lie to God. Um, so I would try to act like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. It's good. Everything's good. I'm okay. And he knew I was lying to myself. You know, I, I was lying to myself. Um, so when I realized to stop, like, withholding my emotions from God, even the negative ones, you know, I would have, there's a time for praise, there's a time for rejoicing, and there's also a time to be angry and to mourn, and he's not afraid of any of that, so let him in and put it on his shoulders, because he can carry it way better than you can, every time. Okay, okay Lexi and Bree. How to stay positive in a negative environment. Ooh. Okay, so um, I think a lot of the times whenever you say, I mean, you can say a negative environment about anything. Um, one thing that I feel like everybody struggles with is guilt and shame. And if anybody knows what it's like whenever you're trying to come through a radical transformation, it is that people know the old you. Right, they don't know the new you, and so they automatically have a default mode of seeing your old, seeing the old you. And so, what do they do? They bring on negativity. They say, "Oh, they automatically assume that you are being manipulative, or they automatically assume that you are being negative." Well, one thing that really worked for me was is every time somebody tried to remind me of my past, it reminded me of what God has rescued me from. So instead of letting that bring me down and being like, "Oh man, I know I used to be that way," it was like. I used to be that way. I know I used to be that way, but God has rescued me and he has totally changed my mind. So have a perspective change when it comes to being in a negative environment. It's an opportunity for you to recognize that God has rescued you. I'm going to come at it from um, a different negativity, maybe like drama or um, people being critical. I have found that silence is the loudest um, well, what's the word? Statement. Silence makes the loudest statement. So if someone is, if I'm in a negative environment and people are being negative about others, I loudly shut up. So what that means is you do not engage. You do not at all. Now, you don't argue with them because then you're, you're going to make less of a point by arguing with them. If you will... When I say loudly be quiet, like you zip it, and your silence will scream to them, you crossed a barrier, and I'm not going there with you. And a lot of times they'll, they'll swim backwards. And you do that a few times, and people will. They'll talk themselves back out of it. So they'll be negative, and you're, you're silent. You don't say a word. And they will circle usually all the way back around and say, you know, I really, it's really not that bad. And they're really, you know, they really, I, so if you can loudly shut up, I know that seems like an oxymoron, but your silence will make the biggest impact 
more than going in and trying to set everybody straight. Mm -hmm. And remember, we are um, not thermometers, we're thermostats. So we set the tone of the room. Wow, that's mm -hmm. wow. so, good. That's good. Really good. Mm -hmm. All right. The next one is um, Brittany and Bree. Mm -hmm. How do you guard against offense? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Raw <laughs> paper scissors. <laughs> Don't get offended, okay? <laughs> okay, I will not get offended. Um, it doesn't matter. I'll go first because I'm sure you'll be able to wrap me up better than I'm just going to build on yours. Go ahead and tell me what's all right. Okay. So mine, mine is actually really, really straightforward. It's very, very simple. Um, it, it's almost like kindergarten level, honestly. Um, I learned this very, very simple prayer a couple years ago, and I repeat it often, like often, often, like, sometimes almost daily with my husband and my kids and myself. Um, and it really, it literally is like, God, if I'm wrong, then just change me. God, if they're wrong, change them. That's not my job. I don't have to do that. God, if we're both wrong, then change us both. And then after, after I say that and I believe it, then I have to, I have to back up. And I have to let it go. And I have to let God do the work that he's going to do and know that he's just and fair and merciful and graceful in all situations. And like I said earlier, he's way smarter than I am. So I need to just take my hands off of some things sometimes. Let it go. So one of my favorite passages of scripture is Proverbs 4, 23 through 27. And it says, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. Um, I'm a sensitive person, so it's pretty easy. I can get my feelings hurt pretty easy. And so what I've had to learn to do is be real with God and say, okay, Lord, I'm struggling, and I have to remind myself I don't see every side of this. So I'm struggling with what it looks like to me. And, I, God, I cannot, I can't carry this. It's like gangrene inside of me so I go to God I don't go laterally you never ever move laterally with a fence you always move vertically okay you never take it below you you never carry your offense to your children never carry your offense to people that you're leading that would be like your spiritual babies and you never go lateral with it you always go vertically so you go straight to God I'm offended I be honest with God and and I'm, I'm struggling and I need you to help me or go to your leader like I could go to my mom my my spiritual leader I could go to my accountability partners but you don't ever go to somebody that's going to tell you what you want to hear because that just cultivates the offense so say God I'm, I'm really struggling and I, I need you to first of all help me see this from your angle um, I recognize I don't see it all, and um, I'm, I literally see myself, I'm taking this, and I'm putting it in your hands, and I'm going to move past it. I'm not going to get stuck in this. So that's Proverbs 4, 23 through 27, and says, um, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. And then it says, put away from you a perverse tongue. And so what you don't do when something breaches your heart 
you don't let it come here unless you're taking it up. Because think about this. If you go to your spiritual leader, you're going to use a different tone than you go to your, your lateral. I would speak so, like Lexi's my spiritual baby. And so I, I would be so like verbose talking to her about it. But when I go to my pastor, I'm going to check my, my words. And I will often fix myself talking to my accountability partner. Yes. So always take it up. And when you talk to God about it too, you'll change your, um, your words. So that's how you get through, in my opinion, offense. That's great. That's very good. Thank you. Yeah, you have. Thank you. She's good at this game. All right. Lexi, top Christian playlist. Perfect Lexi question. <laughs> <laughs> We've all told her. We've all told me this question. Okay, so if you're looking for, um, well, I'll just say this. If you're looking for a podcast that you don't want to make your own, I will probably comment a link on this later on. But top Christian artists, Maverick City, love them. Um, that new church, Harvest. That Harvest yeah, music, yeah, Harvest one. City music, church. Great cover, and they're not even that like popular of a of a Christian band, but they're great. Mm-hmm. Love me some Covenant worship. Um, there is Kane. I love Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, I sometimes just type into YouTube Music or Apple Music and just type in uh, today's worship or today's Christian mm-hmm. hits, and I just start going through, and whatever I find, I just click add song, and yeah. so. Um, but I will. I'll add some type of Christian playlist for everybody. Hey, I heard that there's a church in East Texas called TCOT that's got. And soaking worship. Sometimes um put a plug in that was a life changer for me when it came to prayer. I did not know about soaking worship until about what, four or five years ago? And if you want to just bask in the presence of the Lord in your home, turn on some soaking worship by William Augusto, Augusto or Augusto and just bask in his presence and let him speak to you. It is so powerful. If I'm cleaning the house and I want uh, upbeat music, I love Citizen Way and I love Toby Mac. Holland is a good one. H-O-L-L-Y-N. She's great. She's like the Tori Kelly of Christian. Love her. Yeah. And if you like rap, Lecrae, Andy Minio, <laughs> Ryan Kingdom Trejo, Music. yeah, Kingdom Music, they're all, they're all great. They're all great. <laughs> yeah. Some good stuff right there. Yeah. So. All right, uh, this is for Mandy and Casey. How do you keep drama out of your ladies' group? Raw paper. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you keep the best out of there. You gonna go first? Yeah. Make sure. Um, so I think the biggest way that we keep drama out of our group is that we just love on each other Mm -hmm. and us ladies love on each other hard. So I would say that is the number one (laughs) reason. And then, well, I wouldn't say number one. I say number one is because we are Christ following women 
and we are obedient to what God has called us to do, and God has called us to treat each other good. So that would be number one. Yeah. Number two would be we just love on each other. Yeah, totally yeah. agree. Um, I was going to say the biggest thing is that we lead by example. So when I first came into this women's group, I was loved on by a group of women who loved Jesus, who fought, uh, sought after the, the Lord so passionately. And so it was so easy to, to come into this group and feel the love. And so now as I've taken the role, I'm surrounded by a bunch of women who seek the face of the Lord constantly. And so by them doing that, they're transforming their lives. And so there's the drama just dissipates. As sin falls away, as God is transforming our lives, those things just fall away because they're not important. Right. What we're realizing is as a group, the important thing is to seek the face of the Lord together and to love on each other and to lift each other up. And so in this group, it's been very easy. I say easy. I was actually going to say this and Bree took it with another thing, but um, anytime I have encountered drama, um, quickly be quiet. The silent thing mm -hmm. works wonders. Yes. Um, not even just in, in this group, because honestly, we just don't have a lot of it in this group, but in the work environment, in, in any kind of situation, especially where you went with around a bunch of women who like to yeah, yeah, you know. Mm -hmm. Being silent truly is so, so, so powerful because it just, without taking a word, it makes you, it, you take a stand without even having to say a word. It's really, really powerful. But then not only that, um, but just asking the Lord like, okay, if there is drama, Father, I know I need to address this. Help me to do this. And then, of course, as the leader, I'll just go to that person and say, hey, is something going on? Like, can we talk? What's what's going on? And then we can work through it that way. Not, you know, yeah, so just kind of stop it that way. But truly, number one, this group of women love Jesus passionately, and it shows in how we love each other. You agree, Bree? Yeah, <laughs> we just diffuse it with love. It's just not worth it. Mm -hmm. It's just not worth it. And you never let it fester. You ne yeah, like it, it can't, one flame can't, light another person you shine it you shine light on it and absolutely diffuse it with love yeah. it's like a fire without oxygen mm -hmm. we just don't give it the oxygen it's yeah, beautiful right. we've learned that is the only way to have a ladies group mm -hmm. just we try to keep it like a vacuum whereas yes. there is no negativity that's that's welcome yeah. for everybody. It's very good all right miss sharon What's your most embarrassing moment? <laughs> Were you voluntold? I wasn't voluntold, but I do have, well, I have a funny story. The family knows this story. Oh, so cute. And so I said I would share it because it is funny. So um, my son Tristan, he's 14 now, so when he was about four years old, um, he was he was uh, still coming into the bedroom and stuff while I was getting dressed. If anybody has little ones, you know there's this there's this time where it's, you have to find out where the cutoff age is for your kids to be naked. So uh, Tristan, he was about four years old, and I had just had Harper, so it wasn't my finest moment. <laughs> but he, uh, he came into the room, and I was just in my panties, and of course he's like, boobs. And, but I said, Tristan, I said, you've got to stop coming into the bedroom while I'm naked. I said, you're getting too old for that. I said, you don't need to see that. He said, you're right, Mama. Nobody needs to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I like to have died. So I've never forgotten that. It's been 10 years. It's still nobody. Nobody wants to see that. 
I don't see Kelsey. Kelsey, if you're on, I can add you, but I don't. And if you're live and want to ask a question, ask it, and Crystal's watching it, uh, is moderating for us. I'm just adding Kelsey. Let's see. You're written as pretty. Oh, thank y'all. Well, let's see that. Miss Nancy Whitehead posted. I want to tell you all you ladies how much I love you all uh, y'all through your love I have learned to love myself right. and my past is no longer who I was. Oh, you all strengthen the growth oh, up. Okay, now you all strengthen strengthen the growth that has achieved I Learned about loving people who are different than you. For this one, what have I learned about loving people who are different than me? The biggest thing for me was to ask the Lord, Lord, help me to see them through your eyes. Yeah. And whenever he gave me that revelation where I'm able, because, you know, there's hard people. There's people that are, you know, think differently than you or whatever. And so sometimes, especially if you're not refined, like I'm not refined all the time. It's really hard to like keep quiet or to like just work with those people sometimes. And so really truly saying, Lord, I want to see them the way that you see them. I don't want to see them in my flesh. And so when you pray that prayer, he is so faithful to reveal that to you. And so now whenever we come across people who are different or difficult or whatever word you want to use, then it's it's simply it's so simple to see who, okay, I, I see you the way that God sees you, and I can love you for who you are. I can love you uh, for what you have to offer, even though it's different than me, even though it's different than the way that I think. It just transforms your mindset. It transforms the way you see people. That's pretty it's a simple question. Answer. But. Yeah, well, mine's pretty much the same. I think it's about having compassion, um, having compassion for people and knowing that not all of us have been through the same experiences. We've all been raised differently. We've all been through different uh, pains. We've all had hurts, habits, hangups, all of those things. And so those things define us. They, they mold us. And so, no, you're not going to be not, like exactly the same as the person next to you because you haven't experienced the same things. And so I think it's important to have compassion for people and to see, you know, they're like that because they went through something really hard that I can't even understand. Right. And I think also if you <clears throat> cannot find that compassion and like get along with people that aren't, that are different than you, then maybe you need to start saying, what is it about me that's right. keeping me from loving yeah. Yeah. people the way I'm supposed to love yeah. them? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Kelsey, can you hear us? Yes. 
I have an online. Does does Kelsey want to do it? Yeah, Kelsey, can you hear me? Okay. This is what what's the best way to unlearn wrong teachings? Oh. And what's the best way to unlearn? What was the last bit? To unlearn wrong teachings. Well, I feel like I kind of went through this because I grew up and I was a church kid. And I kind of had to unlearn just things that are just kind of a religious mindset and of a religious spirit. And the best thing that I can give you is go straight to the word. Go straight to the word. That is the truth of God. That is God breathed. So you know that you don't have to take everything that just because I'm telling you something I tell my youth kids this all the time. Don't take it just because I'm telling you it, but go find it for yourself. Go look for it yourself. That <laughs> ask God for the discernment to give you wisdom and to know um, what is truth and what is truly man-made. If it's not supported by the word, then it's man-made. Yeah. That's, right. That's great, Kelsey. That's good. That's good. I don't see any more online questions. Any questions from so, the audience? No, that was it. You won't be on camera. See that say who you want to ask it to. Kylie has one. I lost it. I haven't lost it. Can I add something to the last question? When you need to love someone. Find their strength because it's probably your weakness. That's so good. That's good. That's good. Yes. Okay, so how would you recommend breaking out of bad habits, like your bad worldly habits? Yeah. Who are you asking that to? Um. Oh, don't pick. recommend fasting amen fasting amen. and prayer to break habits any bad habit can be broken in 21 days and going 21 days without food will not kill you i promise yeah. Yeah. also don't yeah. just try to break it replace it yeah, yeah. so yeah. you've got question. to find something to replace it with otherwise if you just break it you're it's going to be a lot harder then you'll find something and else actually, to replace it with and it might not be what you need to be replacing. Yeah. What I was going to say is yes. that that kind of goes along with what you're saying. Don't just break it and you need to replace it as well. Um, a fruit of the spirit is self-control, right? Mm -hmm. So you've got to make sure that Jesus is the Lord over your life because he's yeah. the only one that you're going to be able to find strength in. Um, anybody that has ever fasted before can say that if you're not fasting for the Lord and you're just fasting just to fast or you're just fasting because somebody else just wants to fast, it's not going to work. It's the hardest thing in the world. Why? Because you're not doing it for the Lord in that moment. So it, there's a reason why self-control is a fruit of the Holy of the Holy Spirit, fruit of the Spirit. Okay. So make sure that you are full of the Holy Spirit, that you're seeking the face of God because he is going to sustain you. Yeah. And then you said it, lean on the Holy Spirit for that self-control. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the Holy Spirit is our helper. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what, that's who he is, that's what he does, so lean on him for help.
I was just going to, I'm reminded of what I've learned from Sharon so many times, you know, which, and I think you just referred to it. If you're fasting, you're just fasting, and you're not praying. You know, the Bible talks about fasting and then prayer. It has to be together. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, like she says, it's just a diet. Yes, it's, it's hard. It's a hard it's diet. A hard diet, a, hard diet, a very hard diet. But you have to pray mm-hmm. that fast yeah. for it to right. work. Or it to yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Any other questions? Very good question. I asked, and nobody mentioned anything else on. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Anyone here in live audience? Nothing. Question? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to say anything? No. <laughs> well, did somebody else want to ask that about uh, answer Kayla's question? Did somebody have an answer that we didn't touch on? Oh, excellent. Ditto. This was fun. Yes. Okay. All right, guys. Tell us if y'all liked this and yeah. well. We can. If you liked that and you enjoyed it, make sure you leave a, a comment and tell us how much you enjoyed it. We are so grateful and humbled to be able to be your fight time team. It is like so just God that has set this up. And um, the fact that we've reached 775 women on fight time is wow. amazing. Wow. That is good. By nothing that we've done, it is all by God. Oh, I have, I have one embarrassing question that we um, should ask before. Raise your hand if you've ever forgotten your fight time. Oh, <laughs> for sure. Look at y'all, y'all If you ever see us go a, a weekday without, it is not because we have not planned it. It's because we have forgotten. Or we, yeah, I looked up and it was 11 o'clock at night. I thought about lying and saying that I forgot. <laughs>